brand cigarettes, the mildest, smoothest brand of smoking tobacco in the land, brings you Hidden Harbor Mysteries. Mistress Penumbra and her growing army of thugs and criminals are spreading out across Hidden Harbor. With the city believing Barbara Wilson, a.k.a. the Femme Phantom, dead, all seems lost until a frantic phone call from Detective Frank Horn offers a bit of hope to stopping Hidden Harbor from falling into the hands of dark forces. We'll learn more about this last hope in a moment. But first... Friends, Eagle Cigarettes cordially invites you to attend the swinging event of the season this Friday night in New York's finest swing joint, the Canton Club. Hear Miles Marcus and his orchestra, the big sound of Billy Horner's band, plus the sassy sounds of the Funt Sisters. With laughs from Shakes McQuake and Charlie Klein. That's the Canton Club, this Friday, from 10 until the taps run dry. Ten cents for the fellas and the ladies dance for free. See our ad in the Times tomorrow morning. Now, Eagle Brand is proud to bring you tonight's chapter of Hidden Harbor Mysteries, entitled, The Truce Banner. Slow down, Frank. I'm trying to keep up. I got information about the gang, and maybe I can get her on the inside before... Oh, no. Cripes, one of those dames in the black union suits just spotted me. Cat, listen to me. Have the Phantom meet me at the Wayland Street clock tower. You gotta come. Frank? Frank! The Wayland Street clock tower... That's near the harbor front. So much for the femme phantom staying out of sight. Downstairs, in the training gymnasium of her stately midtown manor, Barbara Wilson tries to focus on the mission ahead by sparring with her military mentor, Caspar Dixon. You're telling me where you want to strike. Don't be so obvious. I fight at night. No one can see where I'm looking. Right. No, don't rely on that. A fight doesn't wait for the right moment. And it won't cater to your anger, either. Again. Good. You're getting better at combining tactics. Someone practiced in one discipline will have a hard time... As I was saying... Someone with one discipline will have a hard time anticipating you, but your exchanges are predictable to a skilled fighter. You dropped your sword. But it distracted you from... And I distracted you from the knife from my boot, the one pointed at your chest. Well... Well done! But what's your next move? You went down hard that time. Are you getting soft, Colonel? No, I don't think that's my problem. Oh. Oh, no fair. I stabbed you in the chest. Metaphorically. Yeah, well, I broke both your legs twice. Metaphorically. 
Miss Wilson? Uh, Casper, hang on. I just heard back from Frank Horn. Who? He's the detective we sent to find Club Penumbra. He's alive? Yes, but he was being chased. He called to ask the Femme Phantom to meet him at the Wayland Street clock tower as soon as she can. That's the one across the street from the old Harborfront Hotel. We have to help him. He's in trouble, and he may be the only person who can help us. Time to suit up? I think it's time we take her down. Soon, at the old clock tower near the harbor front, Cat Sparrow carefully navigates the dark and neglected staircase to the tower landing and the silent clockwork of the old harbor landmark. There, she follows a trail of fresh blood to a small utility room just beside the old broken clock face. Frank! Goodness! In here, Cat. Stay out of the light from the window. Oh, Frank. I'm so glad you're alive. Who's your friend on the floor? She was the only one who made it this far. I had to put her down, I swear. From the look of that knife in her hand, I'd say you made the right call. You hurt? Nah. A bit of lead grazed my shoulder, but it's all patched up. Thank you for coming. I... I heard about the shootout at your boss's place. I'm sorry. Where's your employer? I have important news. She's... Dead, isn't she? What? Well, you hired me. You worked for Barbara Wilson, who wouldn't blink at a 5C retainer. The big bad I'm trailing just killed three of your employers. Barbara Wilson might not know her way around the poorer parts of town, but you grew up in them, Cat. But how... I'm a detective, Cat. But my kid brother could put those twos together, and it takes banging the rocks together in his head to remind him how to tie on his shoes. Now we're talking. It is true, Frank Horn. Barbara Wilson is dead. But I live. I'm sorry about your friends, Miss Wilson. But she's not... It's all right, Cat. Well played, Mr. Horn. So long as Barbara Wilson is dead, I believe our adversary will lower her guard. Call me Frank. And since you're here, the guy in the hallway can come inside, too. Hidden partners make me nervous. How did you... I thought he was sent to keep an eye on you, sweetheart. But since Ghostly Gams is here, too, I just need to make sure we're all accounted for. I must be getting old if you heard me. Don't take it so hard, Bops. I have real good hearing, and this joint's got creaky floors. So, the reason I called you here... You found Club Penumbra. Better. That spitfire laying there with her head on backward? She told me about the headquarters for Penny's New World Order, the Harborside Hotel and Resort. If anyone wanted to move stuff in and out of the city, it's capable, but not the most secluded spot in the city. It's right in the middle of town, big convention floor on the main level, three massive kitchens and six ballrooms. Back in the day, it was the hot spot for Hidden Harbor. I guess with times being tough and the war. It's been empty for years, hasn't it? Yes. The city sold the property to AA Enterprises. It's been empty ever since. The War Department even checked it out because they thought it might make a decent shipping point for the war effort, but somehow they passed on it. 
Here's the fun part. Under the main convention floor, there's a secured winter mooring where some idle well-to-do stashed his 300-foot yacht over the winter. That idle well-to-do was my father. We maintained a suite there for friends of the family. Sorry, that nice, altruistic, well-to-do man moved the yacht five years ago, and the mooring's been empty ever since. Well, until a few hours ago, when cars started pulling up to the loading dock with more of those girls in black escorting some heavies inside. I think there's something going on inside, and we should find out what. A.A. Enterprises Agnes Alrene? It has to be. Good work, detective. That's my job, boss. All right, my friends. Let's see what Mistress Penumbra is up to, and put an end to it. Meanwhile, inside that abandoned hotel and resort along Hidden Harbor, 11 of the 13 most feared and terrible crime bosses have assembled in a dark ballroom. They sit around an oval banquet table in the light of a grand hanging chandelier. In front of each is a festively wrapped box about a foot square topped with a red balloon. These former rivals and bitter enemies mutter to each other, uneasy about the arrival of the occupant of the tall chair at the head of the table, and curious as to the identity of the occupant of the empty thirteenth chair. They do not wait long for an answer. Hey, Dooley. Gary Baxter. <laughs> Ain't seen you since the booze started flowing again in town. Since when are you a big shot down at the docks? Since the head of the Mariners says I am. Got a note from him to follow these two blondes down here. No questions. What gives? Emergency meeting. That's all I know. The Cahill family threw up the truce sign last night. Probably because of the riots. And all of a sudden, we're getting rounded up by these dames in the black outfits. The Cahills called this meeting? And these girls, they the same ones who torched the orphanage in the mission? Who knows? Maybe they're the home front guard ladies auxiliary. But it's just us LPs, huh? Well, that's the code, see? The heads of the city gangs don't get together in case somebody gets wise and brings in the feds. Or somebody gets stupid and tries to muscle in on us all at once. Hey, sorry about your boss, Willie German. Heard he didn't make it to his hearing on account of some holes in him. Yeah? What else you hear, Baxter? I hear the Northside gang got it too. Nicotelli got pinched in the middle of the night. Nobody knows where he got to. I hear the center city concern had some turnover at the top, too, if you know what I'm saying. What's your point? Maybe this is Cahill taking over the whole shooting match, Dooley. Maybe he sent this all-girl hit squad out to keep the city indisposed. So we can, you know, reorganize. Reorganize? Look around. You and me, we play well together. Maybe working with Cahill wouldn't be too bad. But you see the Chinaman over there? Zeus' son? And over there, Bing Ulrich of Louis the Mouse's crew. Well, they wouldn't work with Cahill's gang know-how. And why Lombardi sent along his little lapdog Dutch, I don't know. Aside from you, me, and them, everybody else here is a bit player. 
Cahill wouldn't waste his time. He'd just crush the life out of him. Who's the fat guy over there at the big table? Oh, that's Green Street. He runs between the lot of us, picking up the crumbs we drop. He's nobody. Uh, what's with the boxes they're setting up around the table? What am I, your Sherpa? I don't know. But if this show don't get on the road soon, I'm walking out of here. I got important business to do. Hey, that guy coming in now. Ain't that Cirrus Cahill? Yeah, that's Mac's oldest boy. He looks all shook up, don't he? Whoa, who's that with him? Good evening, gentlemen. If you would be so kind as to take a place at the big table, we can begin shortly. Please note that your places have been marked with a small gift. A token of my thanks for coming on such short notice. Cautiously, and with careful glances at one another, the junior heads of the various Hidden Harbor crime families find their places around a large oak table, upon which thirteen brightly papered boxes sit. They are surrounded by dozens of armed female soldiers, keeping silent vigil in the shadows. From Chinatown to the docks to the smallest gang of extortionists, the thirteen criminal leaders gather to hear why the largest family, the Cahills, have called them together. But it is Mistress Penumbra who takes the head seat, flanked by her own lieutenants, Talon and the Red Wolf. Gentlemen, most of you know who I am. You spent many evenings in my company and care, sharing secrets and leaving clues that have led you all here. You're the Lady of Club Penumbra, ain't you? Darling, I am Club Penumbra. And I am also the new head of the Cahill organization which I acquired this morning. No more secrets, my friends. I've also acquired your operations. And as of now, you all work for me. Now, boys, you only have yourselves to blame. Through your love of wine and women, your perversions of the flesh and spirit, you and your men sold me their secrets and unlocked the doors to your treasury. Each one of you is guilty. Tell me I am wrong. But, as I said, this is a good day for all of you. Each of you, in his own way, helped bring about this auspicious occasion. For that, I offer you a gift and a warning. Both are inside the colored box in front of you. Go ahead. Take a peek inside. Reluctantly, each man in attendance, not eager to see the contents of the box, but less eager to seem cowardly before his rivals, lifts the top off the cube box. One by one, the cold expressions of Hidden Harbor's hardest men turns to horror as he peers inside to find the severed, desiccated head of his former superior. This is Quake sick. Ghost. What kind of a joke is this? <laughs> Mine has a big blueberry pie. <sighs> the warning rests in our ability to slay each of your masters within a day and deliver their heads to you. 
Think on this. Those heads could be your own one day, should you choose not to do business with me. The gift, my friends, is their share of my new empire. You have the power now, and yours is only second to my own. No more gang wars. No more childish squabbles over territory. Hey, Cahill, what gives? We thought this was all about you and your joint. Young Cirrus is a prime example of pride before fall. He is a bit of a braggart. With some gin and a little bit of feminine persuasion, he all but handed us his daddy's empire. He is here to see what his actions brought about. And one other thing. No! In case you think I am frail and unwilling to carry out my threats, Mr. Dooley, take note of Cirrus here. I enjoy getting my hands dirty. So, by a show of hands, I want to know who will join me, and in doing so, leave this room rich, powerful, and most importantly, alive. The stage is set, with the heroic quartet of Caspar, Cat, Horn, and the Femme Phantom prepared to drop in on the most ruthless legion of criminality. Only one side will remain standing. Which will it be? Tune in tomorrow for the next thrilling episode of Hidden Harbor Mysteries. Hidden Harbor Mysteries Chapter 12, The Truce Banner, was written by Jay Smith and produced by Brian Lincoln, with Dave Robison as the narrator, Veronica Jaguer as Barbara Wilson, Catherine Pride as Mistress Penumbra, Laura Nicole as Cat Sparrow, James Baxter Patton as Casper Dixon, Johnny Feisty as Ulrich, Brian Humphrey as Dooley, Rish Outfield as Baxter, Alex White as Greenstreet, and Norm Sherman as Detective Horn. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution No Derivatives 4.0 license. Closing music is Here We Go Again for the First Time by Juicy Melon Jim. This has been a Brian Lincoln production.